And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode number 53. This podcast is presented to you by Old Bridge Pizza. Shout out to our guy, Larry Mark, for helping us out with our first sponsorship of the season. Again, if you are out there and you have a business that you are looking to promote anything at all and you are looking to sponsor the league, hit me up, hit Kurtzman up, hit Augie up, and we will be in touch with you. All right, we have um, exciting news there's been a bunch of trades since what we did the podcast, the draft order, forty eight hours ago, two three days ago. Yeah. So um, there's been a lot that's happened. So just we're gonna start off with that, Kurtzman. Uh, explain the trades to the people and everything that's going on. All right, so we had three trades go down uh, to start off the draft season. Ib and Serhoff traded swap picks one to eight. Um, that's for the whole draft. They yep. are switching full spots for the entire draft. The second trade was Piscopo and Augie are swapping picks in the first round and the second round. So that'll give Augie the better first rounder, but it'll give Joe Piscopo the better second rounder. I think a lot of us know where they're trying to keep the, get their play, get their guys and everything. So that was a good trade for both, I believe. And then the third trade, just made official. I am moving, me and Sobes from 9 to 5 are also switching for the first two rounds only. So the first two rounds a little... Uh, b- a little then, scattered. Yeah, scattered yeah. around a little bit. But after the after the second round, everything is still in order as the draft order was on what, after. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, after we dropped the podcast. Yeah. So I'm going to read the first round order really quick if that confused anybody. It is now. This is the first round. Mbimbo has the first pick. Joe DeMeo will draft second. Augie third. Chase fourth. Sobes fifth. Mikey sixth. Piscopo seventh. Suroff eighth. Kurtzman ninth. Rob L ten. Tommy Galanti eleven. So that is how the first round is going to look. Um, there will be um, an, a, a draft where we should release a draft board so everyone can actually see what we're talking about. Not a mock draft. I'm oh. saying how it's going to oh, yeah, where yeah. the picks will be. Okay. So we'll definitely post that by the time this podcast comes out or maybe a few hours after. Who knows? Um, let's get into what we want to talk about here today, Kurtzman. Uh, we want to go over the quarterbacks because we're dying to do a podcast on the league. We want to talk about the league. Everybody's talking about the league right now. The league's on fire yeah, right the, now. The league we're is, trying to pump out content yeah, the league give is, you guys something to get us until Wednesday, the draft. The league is scorching right now. And uh, Kurtzman has been begging me to do podcasts for the last, I don't know, two or three months. And the kid has been busy with taxis and he wants the podcast so badly. So here we are. We're back. Super excited about the league, super excited about the draft. We've been doing a bunch of mocks and stuff and been seeing where people are going, what what what, uh, what we think the captains will be doing here. But, you know, the mocks, it doesn't always turn out like that. So let's get into the quarterbacks because those are the only people that we know are set in stone right now, okay? Nice. We'll start, we'll go from 1 to 11 here in terms of the picks in the first round. So we're going to start with Anthony and Bimbo. Who is representing the Atlanta Falcons. Which also, I think the jerseys are super dope. This we this, posted them yeah. on the Schefter account, so if you follow, you want to follow that. That usually breaks like the funny news. Yeah, if you haven't, if you haven't seen the jerseys, go check out. You could go check them out on the Twitter. Um, let's start with IB. I wrote down for IB here. He's the reigning MVP, Finals MVP. Um, no, not Finals MVP. He was Finals MVP. No, he's MVP, MVP and and champion champ. and reigning champion. He moved up to the first pick. I think it's safe to say that we could assume he's going to take Justin, right, yes, with no, the first sure. pick. So now, IB coming back with – now we know who the quarterbacks are in the league, right? Sobs in, Galanti's in, Surov's in, you're back, Augie's here, Joe DeMeo with the return, Chase is in, like a lot of quarterbacks. Do we still believe that Anthony and Bimbo is the best quarterback in the league? I think recency bias will definitely tell us that he is. He – He's, we've seen him play 
more likely, uh, more recently than mm. Soaps has. And listen, Soaps dazzled us in the summer. Yeah. Went off. One, he was the same thing as IB. He was MVP and he was league champ. So I think at the moment you have to give IB the, the, the nod. Yeah. But that's not to say Soaps isn't literally right below him. If you can see my hands, they're literally basically parallel <laughs> to each other. I right now, IB is king. You have to knock him off his throne in order to, to overtake that spot. Uh, he was incredible last year. I know we, we've talked about it, and people have obviously all seen IB play, but if you're new to the league, you should definitely go check out some of the, the games that are on the Dropbox and some of the footage and some of the things that uh, Mbimbo did last season. Truly, truly a beast. And I know IB listens to this, and I just remember me and him having a conversation. Because if you don't remember this, IB last summer was not a quarterback. He was drafted as a wide receiver, then kind of turned into the quarterback later in the season. And then the following season, he didn't want to play quarterback again. And then I was having a conversation with him. It was kind of like, bro, you have to play quarterback. Like, you're going to be the best quarterback. We need you to play quarterback. He plays quarterback. He's clearly a dominant stud. At this point, I think he moved up. He gets his guy in Justin with the first pick. That's what, allegedly, that's what we're going to assume. You gotta, still got to put it in, in quotations, but it's pretty much a done deal. Um, I just think that combo of IB and Justin, and I know we don't know the rest of the team yet, but... It's just deadly to start off. We saw what it did last season. Like we said, won the championship. I look for them to pick up exactly where they left off last season. Yeah, I mean, listen, that duo is dominant, but I don't think it's unstoppable. Mm. I just think that if you have a good team around you and if you can score with him, then you're there. Listen, I, I obviously scoring with them is easier said than done. But listen, we watched, not to, not to bash TCU, but we watched TCU beat him. Yeah. And like... That just proves that on any given day, if you don't show up to the field ready to play, you can get beat. So, not that they're not a great tandem, but I don't know. I, I think a lot of quarterbacks in this draft will say that they think they're th- them and whoever they take yeah. number one is going to be the best tandem in the league. So That's pretty much it for IB. Uh, we know what he's about. Like we said, reigning MVP, reigning champion. We're excited to have Mbimbo back at quarterback, staple of the league. Shout out to IB for always coming through and playing. Next guy, second pick of the draft. Very excited about this one. I think you could, I, mean, I have to just honestly, <laughs> text me if you just heard TJ's voice just go from like low to like the most excited person on like Christmas Day. I mean, yeah, like I'm just really excited about uh, Joe DeMeo and his return. So <laughs> Joe DeMeo's got the second pick. We're presuming Justin is off the board at one. Second pick, Joe DeMeo. We're going to also assume that he is drafting Mark DeMeo. His brother, who's also making a huge return to the league. So we got the return of the DeMeo brothers. Um, I want to start by saying this, and I said it on the podcast a bunch of times, but when Joe DeMeo subbed for Notre Dame last season, and he came in, and we were, me and Chris, me and you were both in the skybox, we were watching. Oh, I know. We were going crazy. We were like, yo, Joe's arm looks alive right now. He was throwing missiles. So I'm really excited about Joe. The question I have right here about, um, the question I have right here for him, Kurtzman, he's a former champ. Right, he won he two won summers. Two, summers, two ago. summers ago, he's a former champ. How much does he have left in the tank? Listen, I think he's coming in probably going to be the oldest player in the league. Um, listen, he's a wily vet. He knows what works and what doesn't work in the league. I think it's going to come down to the team that he truly drafts around yeah. him. Um, they have to be fundamentally good. They're gonna they do the the little things well. They'll always be very organized they're always gonna have a really good play called every single play i know a lot of teams don't always like call plays he always has a route to everybody always feels like everyone's involved he gets everyone a lot of playing time puts people in positions to win i think he definitely has an opportunity to make a run this year there's no with him and possibly mark that's a tandem that don't i don't want to say mark refers to joe as alex smith 
That's what he called. He called That's a Alex fair Smith. comparison, but Joe has a way. Yeah, to I, I think Joe's Smith. Joe's, Joe's on, more yeah. willing to let yeah, to let it go. go. If he has a good receiver that he trusts to go make a play, you're gonna go make a play. So we'll see what he does after he presumably drafts Mark in the first round. I would like to say that you and Joe are the two best quarterbacks in the league at having like plays prepared and like knowing what you want your receivers to do on every route. Not saying that the other quarterbacks don't, but I'm saying like you really emphasize that, and I know Joe really emphasizes being extremely organized as well. I think both well. of us rely on it. Yeah, also, yes, I yes. think that's part of it. I think we emphasize it so much because a lot of our game is off of timing routes, off of. Um, I mean, I I I'm, I also make my broken plays, and so does he. But yeah. we both rely on uh, consistency and like fluidity in offense and like a cohesiveness of as a unit. I would say that's definitely something that we both. Do. Listen, I'm just I'm excited about Joe because I like you know how I always say, especially early in the season you have to come organized, right? Like we talk Joe's about it all the time. Joe, I know Joe's team will be organized and ready to play. I think every single week they're going to be a tough out for no matter who their opponent is, and especially if you pair Joe with Mark. Now you have Mark, who's arguably the most dominant lineman in the league both ways, with offensive. Also phenomenally phenomenal hands. Yes, as well, yes, and, catching and the football. people, yeah, people don't know that about Mark. Mark is one of the most coordinated athletic big guys like You'll i know, know like like, you like, know town, like mark sure. has always been like just very nimble on his feet very good hands very coordinated soft hands like always. i i think that mark is going to be a stud i think he's going to be rightfully drafted as a top five pick and um i, I listen i'm excited for the DeMeo team I, I think joe is going to come back play really well i'm excited to see who he's going to be looking at at his perimeter threats like his draft is going to be really interesting i know you you know you've been in contact with him and and there's there's some there's a few tricks up up some sleeves. I think there's there's a few things that are, that are are um few things that are being worked out possibly right now. A few things that are being talked about with uh, the DeMeo team. So I'm just excited to see what happens. We might have another emergency podcast, but I do think that this is going to be one of the better teams in the league. And I I fully believe in Joe's ability to come out and win a championship. A team with Joe DeMeo playing quarterback will have a chance to win every time they step on the field. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the third pick of the first round. First round. First, what did I say? No, no, I'm just okay, I, okay, I'm okay. Just emphasizing. I thought that, I said honestly. third pick of the third no. round. Third pick of the first round, Augie Garbalato, who is not here for the podcast today. What I have for Augie right now, that's what I have written down. Augie, very good first year. First year playing quarterback, probably exceeded his own expectations for himself. Yes. He loses in the championship with a good chance to win it in his first season at quarterback. I also have here that me and Chrisman thought it would be kind of funny to talk about because he's not here. So, they talk about sophomore slumps. Is Augie due for regression at quarterback this season, or does he repeat his year last or his last his last season, or do you think he takes another step up and becomes, you know, top three kind of quarterback in the league here? Um, I want to know who your top three quarterbacks in the league are if he's not in that because I think. Unless you have him fourth, honestly. Um, but I think that Augie is definitely still going to put up a really good season. Um, at the end of the day, it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of good quarterbacks in the playoffs. And it's going to kind of more so come down to who comes to play in those days. Augie's going to be there when it's all said and done, whether, whether it be in the semifinals or the finals. I think, not that we can lock him in because there's a lot more teams now. Players, um, like the talent, talent is more spread out 
there's more teams, so the talent, the players are more spread out, needs more for the quarterback. So August has to step up to the plate like he did last year and continue what he was doing. Um, I know he has a plan for what he wants to do with who he yeah. hopefully drafts. So we'll see how it goes for him. I think Augie was incredible last season, and I think he's going to be incredible again this season. Um, his ability to throw the deep ball definitely took me by surprise last year, like just the accuracy, accuracy the accuracy yeah. with the deep ball. Um, it's like he was playing quarterback for years now, but really last season was his first season. And I think with that being said, he thought he knew he, how he wanted to draft the team and how he wanted to play. But then when he actually got out there, it was kind of a little bit different. So I think him coming into his second season, drafting a team and being a quarterback and knowing exactly how he wants to play, I think that changes everything, right? Mm-hmm, and I, sure. I think and I think with him sitting at three, um, he's looking at a guy like Connor or a guy like Miles or you know one, one of those um, yeah, elite sure. maybe, elite playmaker, maybe yeah, maybe. so elite playmaker elite, on both sides yes, of the ball, elite playmaker on on both sides of the ball. And, you know, he was kind of injured last year, too, a little bit. He was definitely banged up during the season. So if he comes out and stays healthy, I, I think he's definitely in contention for MVP. Um, he lost in the championship last season. I think, I honestly, if I had to come out and make my first bold prediction of the season, I know we haven't seen the draft yet, but I got Augie back in the championship based off of kind of like the mocks that we've been doing and what I've been thinking. Every time I've seen a mock, I liked Augie's team a lot. Every time I've talked to him and kind of what he wants to do, I'm not going to divulge that information on the podcast. But when we've talked about it, I, I kind of like the direction he's heading in, and I think it makes a lot of sense for him. And just as your second year playing quarterback with all these reps, I, I think he's just going to be better. Like last season, he was really good, and I think this season he'll be even a step better. So I would take I would take Augie MVP, and I would take Augie to win the championship at the at parlay both of them at, at plus crazy money and cash out. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Well. um... Listen, man, a lot of quarterbacks have been playing and getting work in. He yeah. hasn't really seen the field very wow. often. So maybe it's maybe the season starts a little slower for him. Wow, no training camp. He's been, <laughs> no he's training been, camp. No Augie. training camp pandemic. Augie threw football for the first time a couple days ago. And I don't know how many times more he throws before week one. Wow. <laughs> he he <laughs> hates the practicing. He doesn't. He likes it. He's a gamer. He likes to go out there and just play. So Kirsten is, Kirsten is calling Augie. No, He's questioning your work ethic, Augie. I am. All right, let's do um, – Let's do Chase now, the fourth pick of the first round. We we don't know a lot about Chase. Um, I, I saw am. him. I saw him play. I'll start. I'll start with myself. Then I'll let you go. I saw him play quarterback one game last season, maybe like half and, a game. And I thought he moved very well. Like his athleticism. I thought. I think he's definitely athletic enough to play quarterback. And from what I've seen, he likes to air it out too. Um, I really don't have much else to say besides the fact that I know he's athletic. But when we were thinking about possible quarterbacks for the league and as soon as his name was brought up, I just remember off that half of whatever I seen him play, I thought in my own head, oh, this kid is good enough by far to easily be playing quarterback in this league and he's going to be doing good things and he's going to be athletic. So, Chris, I know you know way more about him, so I'll let you go. Yeah, no, I listen, I've seen Chase play against semi-better competition, somewhat better competition at a high level. So... And, and that is where have you seen him play? Skamook. We oh, he okay. was our Skamook quarterback for a full, probably like a full season ish. Like, like we played like multiple one day tournaments where he would take us pretty far in tournaments. We went to finals, semifinals. So like in like good against better competition than some of the kids like in yeah. the league. So I just with that being said, and with him having a few friends in the league that I assume he's going to draft possibly Joe Pip, possibly Matt Hughes. I know he's going to look to get those guys. Those are his boys from school. Um, with that being said, he's super athletic. He run, very very fast. He's gonna have this. You're gonna we're gonna see you're gonna see him run week one. And you're gonna be like, oh like 
not really many people have the same type of speed as he does. Mm. So and he's very strong, but always in shape, very in shape kid, always working out on Instagram and stuff. So I think he's gonna be a good quarterback. I think his team will be better than what we probably put him in in the preseason bowls. Is Chase a candidate for rookie of the year? Yeah, for sure. Even though he played a little bit last year, he yeah, still no, he still has he, his rookie card. Yeah, we'll get we'll hold him on to his rookie card for sure. So you're very confident in Chase playing quarterback. Yeah, as well. I know I was confident in Dom last year, but like Chase, I actually have seen produce at a high level, so right. I'm not worried about him. Sorry, Chase, that we don't have much to say, but yeah. you know, after the first week, you come out there, you ball out. That's then we'll, we'll have a lot to say. Yeah. That's what we would say. He on does the, like uh, to air it out though, from what you, like you did say okay. like, in our tournaments. Like, yeah, does, a lot yeah, of players are like, yo, go make a play. All right, the fifth pick. Of the first round, Zach Sobieski, his return. The last time we seen him play, he was the MVP and champ, very similar to Anthony and Bimbo. Does he still have it? He he didn't play in the fall. In the fall, <sighs> you've seen him play recently, Chris, and you guys have been playing uh, the one you guys have been playing in your yeah, league. And yeah. uh, where's where's that league? Again? You've been playing in the Mammoth League. Um, how's he looked? What, what do you think about Sobes? No. Uh, Sobes is picking, off, is picking up right where he left off. I've been watching Sobes play for now two seasons, and a lot of throws he makes, same with IB. You just look at it and you're like, okay, well, that's that's a high-level throw that not a lot of guys can make every time. Um, deep ball accuracy, incredible. The ability to roll right, throw back left, and vice versa is on another level in terms of just flag football. I put him a top in terms of making plays with his feet, making plays with his arm. He's a top many, most people I've ever seen in the flag football like yeah. universe, I guess that I've seen. So I have nothing but good things to say about him. I think he's gonna lead off right where we left, where he left off. And I know you're saying you'd see him versus I, uh, Augie uh, versus I being the show, but I'll tell you what, Sobes yeah, so gonna have something to say about that. Absolutely, it's all said. You know what it is. Show. You know what it is with Sobes, and this is my my. This is like a, a TJ Savaro saying. When you don't play, they forget about you. They definitely do. They're like, I forgot about Sobes. Like, I'm openly saying I forgot, like, yes, I know Sobes amazing. I saw him play last summer. But I also just saw IB. And I also just saw Augie. And I also saw you. And now we got other guys that we talk, we're going to talk about coming into the league. And now Mikey comes back. Like, I just forgot how good Sobes is. Like, I know, like you yeah. understand what I'm saying. Understand? It's like it's like when KD comes back next year, we're yes. all gonna forget how good he was yes. until we uh, game one when he scores thirty. Like literally, that's what that's, it is. Sobs is Kevin Durant. That's literally exactly okay. what it is. Like, I, like I you don't like. All right, Giannis is playing great. Harden's playing great. Kawhi, LeBron, they're all playing great. You forget about Kevin Durant. I saw all his great other quarterbacks. I forgot how good Sobs is compared to everybody else. But with that being said, I fully expect him to have one of the best teams in the league. I expect him to come out and put up MVP numbers. I think I think the, if you had to put favorites and you had to do uh, betting odds as who would win MVP, you'd probably put IB minus one. Th- or IB is what? No, plus, they're plus. I, they're IB, all plus. Yeah, IB is plus two. Fifth. IB, Sobes, Augie, and then however you want to yeah, yeah. scale it after that probably. Yeah, I, I think Sobes would probably be second amongst the favorites though. That's what I'm saying. Him and, him and IB would be very similar yeah, to say sure. who's going to win MVP. We know he just moved up like with your trade, so I, he clearly has a target in mind. We're not going to put Slow that in. Infor- yeah, we're not going to put that information out there, but we think he's going to be taking someone that could help him on the perimeter. And I think you know, with Sobes, the thing that I'm kind of forgetting about is his ability to run and his athleticism. Right? Yeah. He's just a really athletic kid. If, if he's also a DB one, he guards other teams' best players sometimes. So that just tells you that type of athlete that's playing quarterback. I think. 
All right, well, I think I think that's pretty much that's pretty much it on Sobes. Do we do we think that he's washed? No. I think I, I think we both ga- I think we both gassed him enough for one pod. Yeah. All right. Let's do uh the next the next pick of the draft, which is the sixth pick of the draft. Mikey Gargano, his return. Last time we saw Mikey, his team was rolling, looking like the best team in the league. Mikey also did not play last season. He played in the su- the last summer season. That was the last time we seen him play. As the Vikings, him and Connor, a really good team. They were rolling, probably may may have been a little people's pick to start winning the championship, and Mikey fumbles fourth on a and fourth and one, and they lose. The question that Kurtzman had written out here is, can he get over the hump? We know Mikey's great. We know Mikey's good. We know he's going to come to play every week. He's my, if, my, if, my, if my dad was here, he'd say he's the best trash talker in the league. He would. Mikey is um, a crowd favorite, entertainer, showsman, right? That is for sure. But... Do you believe Mikey could get over the hump this season? I think he has the ability to. What team does he have around him? Yeah. That's a, I think Mikey is somebody who needs a very good player to at number at number six. He needs to drive someone that's a dynamic athlete. Um, I think he needs to build a good line around him as well. But that's not to say that he can't make plays on his feet. He's a wily veteran. Like I'm going to say that about a lot of guys. But yeah. he's been playing in the league since for a couple years now, more than just last summer. Like he played before that too. So. He's been playing the league. He's another guy that knows what's works. Is I'm gonna say it for a lot of guys. It's gonna come down to who plays well on those final three weeks of the season, the first round, the second round, the third round of the playoffs. Because a lot, we're all in the same, like a lot of quarterbacks from the same stratosphere. Like it's gonna come down to who has the better team, what's got, which guys are making plays. But Mikey Delby has the ability to get over the hump. I think Mikey absolutely has the ability to get over the hump. I think he's going to draft um, a, a solid team. I think he's a guy who knows what direction he wants to go. And one of my favorite things in the league, one of my favorite things to always say about the league is you need to have energy. I'll never, ever worry about energy with Mikey. Yeah. Mikey, I, I've seen Mikey come to games hungover, like extremely hungover. And, and still screams, all and, right, let's and, get and, it, we're ready and, to go. And still comes out with the crazy energy. So yeah. um, anything anything Mikey does in any, any, um, any team he drafts, I know at the very least they're going to be intense and they're going to have a lot of energy. So I'm really excited for that. I'm happy that Mikey's back in the league. He's another staple. Um, I'm really excited for him to come back and play after not playing last season. I think he's super excited about it. He's one of the people who's going to be doing a bunch of mocks as well, so he's going to have a really good idea of where he wants to go in the draft and who he wants to select for his team. Um, I, I think there's some possible high school reunions coming um, because Mikey was the, the quarterback of the high school team when we graduated in 2015, and I think there's a few players in the draft this season from his high school team that he'll definitely be looking to target, definitely be looking to take. And I think, you know, you you take Mikey with a few of his old teammates and you're looking at a pretty scary team. And um, Vin Gargano is also in the league, so I think we could have a possible Gargano brother uh, reunion. And I like I like brothers on the teams together. So um, I'm in on Mikey. I think he's going to have a really good season. I'm probably going to say that about every quarterback because I truly do believe this is the most competitive the league has been yes. in terms of the quarterback pool and the, and the talent that's in the league. I think it, it divides up nicely with the 11 teams. And I... I Listen, I think Mikey, like you said, Kersman, having the experience being a vet, it matters a lot. It does, for sure. All right, uh, let's go through the next pick in the draft, which is the seventh pick of, of the, the draft of the first round. Joe Piscopo, who has a torn MCL right now. Joe, please, we need you to get that. <laughs> no, okay, Joe said he'll, he'll be good to go. Um, he's also coming back and playing quarterback after a uh, a season where he didn't draft his own team. In the summer, he was named the quarterback basically 
10 minutes into the first game of the season after yeah, George. Yeah, I think by halftime. Yeah, by, ha- by halftime, uh, Piscopo was the quarterback. He is um, he's coming into the draft, right? And he this is his first time where he's going to have to draft the team, right? So he he's played in the season in the summer. He played in the fall for Smitty's team. He has a really good pulse on the league. How do you think he is at quarterback this season? How do you think he drafts the team? I'm hoping that he improves from his Titans season. I think a lot of t- I think especially early in the season, he would just run once he didn't see something right away, wouldn't give chance, wouldn't give himself an opportunity to create a broken play out of anything. It was almost like he would make a read and then he'd go to look to run. I almost want to see him use his athleticism to say, you know what, I can run left, turn around, and run right. Because he is that athletic of a kid. If you watch him on the film, he's probably one of the fastest kids on the field most of the time when he steps onto the field. Um, the energy is always super high with him, so you know he's always going to be locked into the game. Um, I know he's looking to get his boys in the first couple rounds. He wants, he has his guys in this draft that he wants to draft. He thinks He's another kid that thinks that him and his friends can get this thing done. And if he's playing at the level he was playing at towards the end of the season for the Titans... We could be looking at someone that makes a run. I think that Joe got so much better from the time that he was quarterback. A, a, um, a quarterback from his first start to his last start Yes, of this sure. last summer season. I wish he played quarterback last season, too, so he could have continued with that momentum. But I think he's super locked in on the draft. Uh, I called him after the draft order came out, and he told me that he's not leaving his room for the next seven days, and he's going to be doing a bunch of drafts and seeing who he wants to draft where. Um the main thing I took away from from the conversation with Joe was that he's going to draft guys that suit the way he wants to play. And I think that's super important. Maybe to some people he's taking a less talented player in a certain spot or maybe he reached here for a guy. But if you're committed to playing a certain way and you think that that person is going to help contribute to that, then that's where you go in the draft. And I think I think with him, you'll like, like I said about Mikey, you'll never question the energy. You'll never question the intensity and the effort, the will to win. The determination, yeah. Like, he's out there every, no matter what the score is, too. The score could, he could be down 20 late in the, the fourth, and he's still out there like, yo, get on the line, let's go. Yeah. Like, we're playing. So, you always love that energy about him. Um, there's going to be a lot, just in general, off of Pisco for a second, there's going to be a lot of reaching in this draft. You're going to see a lot of guys reach for their guys. Yeah. You're going to see some names that, made big impacts on other teams in previous seasons fall a little bit because I know from talking to a lot of the captains, a lot of the captains are going to drive guys that they've played with and that they know contribute to their style of how they like to play this game. And there are multiple ways to, to win. win in our league. Yep. You can you don't have to be the most dominant quarterback if you have a good defense. We saw great defenses do well last year. Notre Dame's yep. defense was one of the best teams in the league, and they came within one play of beating uh, IB in the semifinals. Like, let's not forget this. Yeah. So there are multiple ways to win this league. You're going to see a lot of captains drafting the guys they believe can help them excel to the fullest. I think and that relates greatly to to, to Joe and, and what he wants to do. Um, Joe, thank you for playing quarterback. Thank you for stepping up to the plate. Thank you for being so passionate about our league. Yes. Also, that like Joe gets a bunch of his friends to come and play, and he speaks so highly of the league. We really appreciate Joe. We're really looking forward to watching him play quarterback this season. And I'm excited to see what his team does. I'm excited to see him draft the team. Sure. All right, next pick, the eighth pick of the first round. We have Suroff, another one. We don't really know about him. I'll, I'll say this. I wish my dad was here because he refed their game in the one-day tournament, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I just I just don't, I don't know enough about him to really give you like a full breakdown. But from what my dad told me, he spun it really well. He has a good arm, live arm. Um, I know we were all super excited about Q coming in and playing. 
because of what we saw what he did in the one day tournament with Suroff. with Suroff as his quarterback. So we we believe in him. We have, we know he. And listen, another really cool thing about Suroff, he said he listens to the podcast and he feels like he's confident to draft the team based off of what he's heard. We sent him a player list and everything like that. Uh, what do you have on on him? I've seen him play in our one day tournament <laughs> as well as in a Skamoog one day tournament. And from what I can say is he throws a really good, a really nice ball. He's gonna allow his rece- his best receivers or his best players, I should say, to go out and make plays for him. He's gonna put it like he's gonna put it up there. If, yeah. he, if he's gonna, I think he's gonna drive guys that he's heard us talk highly of. Um, I told him obviously I'm gonna help him and let him know like the ins and outs of all the players in the league more than just what we put on the scouting report. If everyone didn't know, me and Augie constructed a full scouting report of every single player. Not it's nothing big. It's like. Has good hands, yeah. uh, can guard twos and threes, can guard ones, just things like that. Um, if you've played on championship teams in the past, we put that on there. So we put if you're a rookie, um, if they're making a return, just so they have a full breakdown. And plus, if they want to ask me about it, they're, I'm down to help everyone draft right. a good team. Again, shout out to Suroff for coming in and playing quarterback in a league. It takes a lot of guts to come into a, a draft league, not a bring-your-own-team league, where you really don't know a lot of people. But listen, he's confident in his abilities, and I'm, I'm excited to watch him play. So... Uh, the next pick, Kurtzman, who traded to the ninth pick of the first round. And then and I also have that slot for the second, second round as well, yes. <sighs> the question that we have about you. Well, and you I think doubt it, me every it's, 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 it's the question it's the question that's circling around the league. Not just not just by me, not just by Augie, but there's been murmurs. There's been rumors since your last performance. Last season for let's paint let's paint the picture for Kurtzman, let's paint the timeline. He comes out hot. He beats IB the first week of the season. Seven touchdowns. He's steamrolling. He's a god. He's he's at the barber shops. He's telling barbers and, and clients and random people, homeless guy off the street, hey, you want to come play for me this week and you'll catch four touchdowns, right? He's he's just he was on cloud nine. Then the weather started to change a little bit. It got a little cold. Kurtzman, we don't know about his hand measurements. Still hasn't released them. Uh, <laughs> started to fold a little bit. Your team went in the tank. You went in the tank, and it ended poorly. You got blown off the uh, blown off the field in the playoffs, and now the people are wondering: like, did you hit a wall? Like, are you washed? Is it is it over for you? So I, I'm gonna give you a chance to to defend yourself here. I as as Kersman is looking for he's looking for a stat line. Listen, of his. <laughs> I'm not looking for the. I mean, I am looking. I'm not gonna read the <laughs> stat line for you. But all I'm gonna say is that people are saying I'm washed because of one performance. They are one performance, are. but. If you look at the Heisman Award pictures on Instagram, I'm in there. Wow. So that, and I'm not the one who decides on that. So, <laughs> you tell me. I think one season. I think seasons of um, success outweigh one game. But listen, that's up for you to decide. How do you How do you feel right now physically? Um, I feel all right physically. I mean, I've been getting <laughs> I've been getting working with a bunch of the league players in the league often, and just throwing routes, getting my arm ready for the season. Um, I'm ready to play. I'm gonna draft a good team. We're gonna be cohesive. We're gonna be one cohesive unit, just like the Browns were. And hopefully, that's what takes me to the promised land. You have, have no, never won a championship as a quarterback. As a quarterback. I have, I have, you went. I have you went. You went to the championship as the quarterback of the Browns last summer, and it was a it was a classic. It was the championship was just a classic game. A lot of heart shown everywhere. One of the questions from an, an anonymous. Uh, I'm, not, I'm gonna give you an anonymous source. I'm not gonna come out there. You know who the anonymous source is, but I'm just gonna say oh, it's okay. an anonymous nice. source. They claimed you were nervous going into the last uh, last last year's playoffs. I'm gonna, that's my last question for you before we move off. Of you, 
Were you indeed nervous going into the playoffs last year because of your, your reputation as a quarterback? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not nervous. I step up. I step on the field. Listen, I ran. We run. I run the league. I'm cool winning the championship. I'm cool with seeing other people win the championship. I'm happy that the league makes it to the championship. championship. That's like. Every year, I say every week, I say another week in the books. Like, yeah. like we got it through another week. Let's keep it going. You know, that's why I say every week to Augie and TJ after the week's ended. Um, I'm not nervous when I go out there and play because the game. It's I, I, if I lose, it's like okay, I lost. Like it's just what happened. I want to win, but it happens. You get blown up sometimes. So from from the the conclusion of this interview, what I would write if I was yes. writing a story about it is your love for the game is fading and you're looking to to phase out of quarterback and become a full time commissioner. So. Um, okay, that's I, fair. No, that's not how I'm saying. All right, let's move off of Chris and let's go to, to, to Wait, Rob so L. you think I'm washed? No. No, I don't think you're washed. If I'm in the championship, you're shocked? No. All right, cool. I, I wish you came out here and guaranteed a championship, but you're, you have you have no heart, so it's okay. Your heart, I'm, question, I'm questioning your heart right now. All right, fair I am questioning. I'm questioning your heart. Tax season's over, though, so maybe maybe we're, uh, maybe we're we've turned a leaf with you here. Yeah, maybe, maybe you'll get back on the grind. Hopefully. All right. <laughs> um, no, nah, nah, for real, though, I do think you'll have a really good year. And I'm, I think that your draft is going to be really interesting. And I think that you're going to play with your friends this year. And you're going to have, I think, the problem with your team last season, you had a lot of talent, but you guys weren't co- a cohesive unit. No. I think you need to get back to – because if you lined up your Browns team versus your team last year, your team last year – um, was way more talented the Browns team. Yes, but the Browns team played better. Played the Browns team would beat the Oakland yes, team. Yes, yes, absolutely. But that's listen. I'm ready to draft a cohesive unit. My friends, we know how we play. We've played together before. Um, you know who you are. You'll be on my. If I talk to you about being on my team, you're probably gonna end up on my team. All right, Rob L, tenth pick. Rob L, man. Here's here. I want to start by saying this about Rob L. Everyone knows I'm a I'm the leader of the Rob L fan club. You are. I am every time it comes on the podcast. That I, I do Your dad speak, also I, is. Your I dad's speak, probably the co-commissioner of the Rob Bell. I speak college. highly of, of Rob Bell. Um, if you didn't know, Rob Bell played shortstop in high school and went to college. For as, a so- <laughs> as a sophomore, he started on varsity. Um, <laughs> all right. Here's the thing about Rob. Rob's teams, he played – so let's, let's go to his timeline. He came in as relief quarterback of, of the, the Giants, Giants. La- in, last summer, drafted his own team, UCLA, his first time, another person – Drafted his team the first time. I think he had, similar to all you I said about him, had a vision how he wanted to draft his team. Maybe he didn't fully execute it, right? Last season, I know UCLA was bad to start the season. At the end of the season, they were good. Like, they were a good team, and they were one or two plays away from advancing. Augie converted a fourth and 20 under two minutes to go in the playoff game. Yeah. So, with, with UCLA leading. So... That's where we're at with Rob L. Got to win the big game, and he knows that. And I think I think a lot of people doubt Rob. Yes, and I will. And he was right there, like he was right there with an opportunity to advance and to uh, advance against the team that made it to the championship. And I know people were like, okay, you could go back and look at the first few weeks of the UCLA team; they were horrible. End of the season, they came alive. They beat Notre Dame, correct? They beat they uh, beat Notre Dame to end the playoffs. Yeah, they beat Augie early. In the yeah, se- they beat Augie. So listen. Rob L is another kid with endless heart. He is never going to be giving up during a game. And listen, I would, I'd play for Rob's team. You know, you're always going to be competitive and always have a chance to win. 
I think with the thing with Rob that he needs to, to the one area of his game where he needs to improve would be letting his perimeter players like giving them a little bit more chances. Rob is very quick trigger to run. And I don't and I say this all the time, especially when the season comes. I encourage running. Run more. I always tell people my thing with you last year, you kinda of stopped running towards the end of the season. Yeah. Like I like I like when you run. I remember we talked about it when you played um before the pocket we started recording. When you played the Cowboys last year, I remember you running wild on them. Like I like quarterbacks who run. I, I told Joe, yeah, keep running. Like Rob, if you can move the chains, like you run, right? I think with Rob, he needs to scale it back maybe a little bit and give some of his perimeter players that he took took in the draft to give them a chance to win some balls. Liam was the offensive player of the year last year with Rob at quarterback. Everyone wants to hate on Rob. I'm in on Rob. Rob, thank you for playing quarterback. You're a staple of the league. We appreciate it. I think Rob has a good year and shuts a lot of people up. I wouldn't doubt it one bit. All right. Let's go to the last pick of the first round. Someone who we are very excited about playing and – we're saying all this. He's probably listening. Like none of these kids are better than me at quarterback. And, yeah. and I one I hope I hope, he's I hope he feels that like way. that. And two, he should maybe feel that way. Well, he's the last guy we're talking about. Thirty six minutes into the podcast, so if he he probably already turned it off. If he no, <laughs> I'm assuming that he just knows we're going in order. Yeah, to yeah. He's, he's probably turned it off. He's like, I can't listen to this no more. Yeah. Um, Tommy Galanti, right? Played quarterback at FDU and Bishop Bar and Bishop Bar. So. Very experienced quarterback. Go on, go on YouTube. You can watch a game where he scores nine touchdowns in a college game. Um, I am. I've never seen them play. I've never seen him. I don't even know. He could knock on my front door right now. I don't know who he is. Okay. So let me start off by saying that my thing is this: He just got done playing college football. That means he's gotten reps over the years. Plays quarterback. Knows how to play. Yes, I understand it's tackle versus flag. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, saying he has really good understanding of how to play quarterback. The only thing I'm worried about with him, obviously, is the draft, but we're going to be here to help him out. Hopefully, he takes some guys that will also be in his ear and help him. Hey, I played in the league. Here's who we want to draft and things like that, right? I just think he's going to be super talented. And if there was a a betting odds, right, of who's going to win MVP, you would easily put money on, oh, Tommy Gonzi played quarterback in college. Now he's coming to play in the league. Like, he would easily be a favorite bet. Um, I think, I don't know anything about him, but... If the best case scenario is he's just a college quarterback who's going to be really good in our league, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he came in the league and won a championship. No, because you have to assume, and I, you see him on the film. He's an athletic kid. Yeah, he um, can really. I think he's going to be able to make all the throws on the field. I think. I think there all there's always going to be an adjustment period for new players, especially new quarterbacks in the league. But if I had to bet on one kid to just come into the league and just have to start playing well. I'd bet on the kid who's, like you said, been getting reps every day, well, at least for the last couple of years, um, plays play college football, knows about football. Listen, fight football is different, but at the end of the day, he's an athlete and he can make the throws, and that's what it's more all about. He's going to have to see. It's going to be a learning curve with him. He's going to have to see how the other people in the league are playing, dump off to your linemen, you know, check down, this, that, take your shots. Like He's going to have to get that like feel for the league because it is a very different format with, sure. with the linemen being eligible on every single play. Um, I just think his talent is going to prevail, and I think he's going to be really solid, really good. And that's another kid. Thank you for, for coming in and playing quarterback. Like Shout out to you, Tommy Gaunti. Like That's a big time that you just came in and played quarterback. It ups the competition of our league. Um, it brings serious talent in, and you know we needed that 11th quarterback, and you stepped up to the plate and did it, so we really appreciate that. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to talk about was I think this is going to be the most competitive league we've had. Yeah. For multiple reasons. One, more teams, so that just hopefully makes there's more good teams in the league. Hopefully every team is super competitive every week. And number two, um, 
there's more kids in the league. So the competition hopefully just grows with the league growing. Um, in the summer, we did the, we, we went back and looked. In the summer, we had eight captains, right? Only two of them stayed quarterback from day one to day, like the you last day of the season. Me and, no, 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 in this last summer. Oh, when It was me summer. and Soaps. We're the only quarterbacks that stayed quarterback from week one to the last season, and we were in the championship. So I think another thing is don't get down on yourself. Quarter, don't get down on your quarterback or yourself if you are playing quarterback. If you have a, a bad first couple weeks, I know a lot of quarterbacks changed hands or uh, changed who was playing quarterback for each team a lot in the last two seasons, but... Unless you really feel like you need to make the change, like you can wait a couple weeks because the the playoffs, eight teams make it, which means you're probably gonna need what four wins in a ten game season. I assume will probably be around where team makes the playoffs. Yeah. So don't give up on your fir- don't give up on the first guy playing quarterback until you know it's really not working. Well said. Uh, Forty minute podcast, really fun. We're going to be back with more. Um, maybe we'll do a uh, a mock draft podcast. I don't know. I don't know what we'll do. If you want us to do, if you want us to do a podcast like that, let us know. Also, um. If you want to be on the podcast, if you made it this far as a podcast and you want to be on the podcast, if you have something to say about the league, anything, a player, you want to come on it and big up your draft stock, yeah, hit us up. We would love to have people call into the podcast. If we do not do another podcast before Wednesday, then Wednesday night is the draft. We're going to start around 7 or 7.30. It's going to be located at TJ's Backyard. And I'm no sure we're, one, we're going to no, want to pod after. We're, going to, we're probably going to pod immediately after. But no one is showing up to the draft unless it's you are a captain of a team or somebody that you text me and I'm, we're telling you it's okay for you to come. Um, it's going to be live on either Instagram Live or Twitch. We will tweet out links. Regardless, we'll tweet out something days before. If you have received a text from me, TJ or Augie, in the last three days, please send in at least your jersey deposit of $15 to the Venmos or Cash Apps that we sent to you. If you do not send that by Tuesday the 28th, your spot is then up for grabs Mm. to the people in order of which you signed up. So right now, 110. That is the last person that is in the draft pool. If someone in the draft pool does not come up, whoever number 111 is on my Signups list that we get when as soon as you press the like the submit button on the website it did it. it whoever is next gets the next invite and so on and so forth i've had a lot of people hitting me up i wish you would have signed up yeah. for the last month and that it, it is what it is hopefully there's teams that need subs throughout the year um i'll reiterate it again i already told the captains this subs are only happening if you need if you need a substitute player like if you have seven and you need a guy on your bench you get one substitute we're not Allowing substitutes if you're missing any guy in your team, but yeah. you still have nine guys showing up. You play with who shows up, and that is how it's going to be. All right. Uh, I think that's it for this podcast. We will be back shortly. If not, we will see you guys after the draft. Yeah. Peace.